0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. Do I have my smooth talk radio voice on? You definitely do. I'm trying to come in calm. We have a lot of episodes to record today. Trying to keep the voice palatable to the listeners. Today, we will be discussing Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. Tyler Hine's second movie of the season. Mm -hmm. before we get into that you can find us all over the place outside of the podcast our main instagram account is at megan and wendy but we do have a hallmark instagram account and it is at girls gone hallmark that we would love for you to check out yes please Mm -hmm. i I mean i run that account mostly megan runs our other one so it's just fun Mm -hmm. it's fun over there anyway girls gone hallmark you can also join our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. Lots of fun people who really enjoy Hallmark movies. So, if we're your kind of people, we want you to come over there and hang out with us too. I just let someone in about four minutes ago. Did you? I did. Welcome. And you can also email us, Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. I love to read your emails. I want to know. What you think about these reviews? What do you think about these movies? Because, you know, everyone is a critic, right? <laughs> they just don't have a platform to share it on. And so we That's say, hey, point. write to us. We'll share your reviews with our listeners. Cool. Do you want to talk about some, some ratings news about these recent movies? I, I do. First up, "Haul Out the Holly had 3.287 million live viewers when that movie premiered what day was that friday saturday Saturday. i can't even remember there's been so many movies yes so it had like great viewing numbers it it didn't quite reach the three wiseman level of viewers but Uh it was right there and interestingly enough although it, it didn't beat their viewership numbers it did beat their share of the demographic They had 39% of the 18 to 49 demo, whereas Three of only had 31%. We're talking fractions of numbers here. Sure. I wonder what that actually equates to. It was a success. Yes. No matter how you slice it. Yes, it was. I also read this morning Mm -hmm. two things. Lifetime's movies are doing real bad, apparently. Mm -hmm. I I haven't watched any of them, to be quite honest. I watched Mary Swissmas. I did and it wasn't that great. Okay, um, I have I have the Kelsey Grammer and Spencer Grammer movie recorded. It's a it's a Christmas Carol. Another take. one, <laughs> yeah, another one. We haven't watched yet, but it is it is sitting there waiting for me. They are not doing well.
1: Uh, Who else they're isn't not doing well. Yeah,
0: you tell me. Great American Family not doing well, Mm-mm. and I think they had they were really riding on Candice Cameron Bure's release Thanksgiving weekend. She promoted it all over her social media. She, by the way, has 5.6 million followers. It had 462,000 viewers, which is less than 10% of her 5.6 million followers. Didn't break the million mark. It's not the number they're hoping for. I really don't know how long this channel is going to be able to sustain itself financially. Okay, but then what? You know what I mean? Where does it go? No, where do those actors go? Are they going to come back to Hallmark? Will Hallmark welcome them back? What do you think is going to happen? Some of those who have just left quietly and aren't out here talking about how Hallmark is too progressive Mm -hmm. may come back. Mm -hmm. Are they going to let Candace Cameron Bure back after she made a big statement that she didn't think Hallmark was headed in the right direction? I certainly hope not. I hope not either. I can't imagine. But I can also imagine, like, Candace Cameron Bure starting her own channel? Sh- network? Yeah, production company. She does have her own production company. It's called Candy Rock. But but can you see her, like, there's got to be, like, a network out there that would let her put her stuff out all the time. Quite frankly, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, like, I care from the perspective of a Hallmark movie reviewer, but I'm not like, oh, poor Candace Candid Oh, Bray. And I know you're not saying that either. Okay. I think you it's... reap what you sow. That's right. Well, we'll see. It shall all play out, and I will sit here and watch it with my bucket of popcorn. <laughs> but not watch right. their movies. But not watch their movies. No, I'm just going to read about it on the drama channels or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Online. <same. laughs> Insane. Let's Let's talk time for him to come home for Christmas. I'm going to tell you already that with the title of this movie, I'm going to have a real hard time writing show notes about it. Ah. The title is going to be too long for our post title. You are right. <laughs> All right. News and notes. What do you got? Let's do a synopsis first. Oh, yes. Okay. I forget every time. Premiering Saturday, November 26th. Time for him to come home for Christmas is about the following. Four days before Christmas, Elizabeth receives a voicemail from a number she doesn't recognize. On the message, a man she doesn't know makes one final plea to the love of his life. Starring Holland Roden, Tyler Hines, Tennille Towns. From executive producer, Blake Shelton. You know I'm not a fan of Blake Shelton. I never have been. And like, I use, backstory, I love Gwen Stefani and the band, No Doubt. And when she and him got together, I was like, no. I just, yeah. he creeps me out. I'm not not—I'm not a big fan either. That's not a selling point for me. I did read some reviews. They were like, I saw this was produced by Blake and that made me watch it. And, you know, good for Hallmark that that works for them. That's not the selling point for me. We all know what the selling point for me in this movie was. It was Tyler Hines. This was... Filmed in mid-July and early August in Vancouver, Canada. Check. (laughs) Right? right. At least that one could be on the bingo card. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good idea. That is a really good idea. This is the fifth movie installment for the Time 4 franchise. Uh The first one was released in 2018 based on the book called Time for Me to Come Home, written by Dorothy Shackleford, who is the mom of Blake Shelton. Mm. Now, I'm unclear if Shelton's production company produced all five of these movies. I tried to look. I did a deep dive. I was only coming up with old articles, so I I don't know if he's done every single one of them, or this just this one, or what. Did you find okay. anything? He himself is a producer on all five movies. I understand that that doesn't actually answer your question, but... He was attached to all five movies. Okay. Steve, do you think it's basic? That is so funny that you mentioned that. I think it is basic. Okay. He plays Carter in this movie. He has 156 acting credits, including the Hallmark movie Love Classified. 156. Dude's busy. Okay. First of all, I don't remember him in Love Classified. I love that movie from this year. I thought he looked a lot like Denise Richards' husband. Oh. (laughs) I I want you to Google it right now, but I will put a picture in our show notes. You know, you're not wrong. Thank you very much. Oh, Denise Richards' husbands shoot a lot of her OnlyFans content. He knows what guys like. That's the first article that came up, by the way. Gross, (laughs) gross, gross, gross. And this was written by Marcy Holland, who wrote four of the Time to Come Home movies hmm. Directed by David Winning, who has directed a ton of Hallmark movies, including last year's The Nine Kittens of Christmas, Kimberly <laughs> Sustad. I'm still going to come and watch it now that I like you so much. You, Me and the Christmas Tree, which was a Julie Sherman Wolf movie and The 27 Hour Day, which I remember really liking. Indeed. And- He also directed the 2018 movie and the 2020 movie, like, under this franchise. So he's done three of the five. Holland Roden, who co-stars alongside Tyler Hines, this appears to be her first Hallmark movie. Mm -hmm. I think she fits right in. Among her acting credits, she starred in 100 episodes of Teen Wolf. And the most remarkable thing about that to me is that there were 100 episodes of the series Teen Wolf. I know, but I also saw on her IMDb that there was a Teen Wolf movie that was like in pre-production right now. Oh, that's an MTV series, I think. Oh, was it? I felt like you guys watched that. No? No, 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 no. We watched the original with Michael J. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) How's that hold up? It's silly. You know, he's a Teen Wolf. (laughs) I I love Michael J. Fox. Me too. One final note. Mm. Tyler Hines, obviously. Mm. This was his 14th? movie with the Hallmark Channel? I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Because the last article I found was from earlier this year, and Always More, which debuted in spring 2022, was his 12th movie. And so math tells me <laughs> this is his 14th. <laughs> you know, he's done two movies for Christmas, so we're at number 14. <laughs> okay, so first impressions? My first impression is... I literally gasped when I realized the surprise twist. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't we maybe have a- don't shit on each other's first impressions, unwritten rule. <laughs> 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 well, okay. I, uh, oh, you I guess knew it, well, that he was the driver of the car that killed their best friend? No, I didn't, but I didn't gasp out loud. We'll talk about it. There was some plot holes and it was a little bit confusing at times okay a lot of that comes up in my wished for category Mm. so my first impression is i'm starting a petition that tyler hines has a candy cane as a prop in every single movie from here on out Uh, yes i think i gasped out loud when she turned around and he was standing there with that candy cane hanging out of his mouth I will be the first signature on that petition. Mm-hmm. What would we like about this movie? Can I just say that I, when I watched it and when I finished watching it, I thought I really liked it. But then when I started doing all my notes, I was like, my rating kept going further and further down. Wow. Let me say what I liked. I I really liked that this was a mystery. Yes. It was on the... Hallmark Movies and Mystery Channel. (laughs) I mean, there was a little bit of love story because you said every Christmas movie has a love story in it. But I liked that I was invested in finding out like who this guy was and what happened with their friend and like blah, blah, blah. So I liked that aspect of it. I also really liked Holland Roden too. Mm. Is she the prettiest person you've ever seen? Oh my God. So pretty. Mm -hmm. Great hair. Yeah. I, I liked her a lot. And I would say, yes, more. Yes, please. Put her in more Hallmark movies. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you liked. Well, unlike another movie that we talked about this week that shall remain nameless for this episode, I think this movie pulls off the romance well. Mm -hmm. I think it was important to the storyline. It improved the storyline. It advanced the storyline. I liked the romance. I believed them as great friends who cared for each other. I believed in them as... A romantic connection. I thought they had a lot of chemistry on screen. Anything um, else? <laughs> I loved The Ongoing Mystery. I love okay. New Cumber, Holland, Roden. And that's the end of my list. All right. I mean, there were some good things to like about it, right? Okay. I actually really liked this movie. I'm telling you, I didn't hate it. I liked it. There was just things wrong with it. Okay. Let's talk about what we wish for. Go ahead. At one point in the movie, it got too confusing for me. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe it's because I'm watching it on my phone Mm -hmm. while getting ready, or maybe Mm -hmm. I wasn't paying that close attention. All right. So Mm -hmm. part of it might be on me, but it gets a little confusing when the whole, they finally get to Madeline and she plays the message for Madeline. And then Madeline says, you said your name was Elizabeth. I have a call for you too. Mm -hmm. It's like Madeline doesn't recognize Carter's voice in the voicemail mm. that he leaves mistakenly for Elizabeth. Yeah, good point. I mean, she practically falls into a pool of tears when she hears the message he leaves for her on Elizabeth's voicemail. But she didn't recognize that that's the love of her life on the phone. Fo- Do you know what I mean? Well, devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Maybe she recognizes his voice, but since he's not reaching out to her, she doesn't think he's interested in reconnecting with her does madeline think my old former flame left a voicemail for somebody named elizabeth on my phone i don't know and i agree that that is confusing that there's no resolution to her feelings about getting this message Mm -hmm. but in madeline's shoes he had accidentally called you and left a voicemail which how does that happen because he's going to hear your voice on your outgoing voicemail message right? Good point. How does that point. twice? I don't twice. know. Twice. He doesn't, you're telling me, this is such a good point. You're telling me that Elizabeth's voicemail message doesn't say, hi, this is Elizabeth Athens. I'm not home or whatever, you know. I'm not home. I'm not home. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave your name and number after the beep. But yes, these voicemails, the outgoing message has to have their name in them, Right. Now, are we just two Gen X that we don't realize that the youths don't have an outgoing message on their voicemail because nobody leaves a voicemail? What? What? I don't know. Now, my son, who's the only young person I call, has an outgoing message that says his name. It says, hi, this is so-and-so, and and leave a message. Does your daughter have an outgoing message Uh, on her voicemail? You know what? I don't know. I'm going to have to call it later and find out. It might just be the the you know like the standard default message the person you trying to reach is unavailable please yes message. i agree with you that doesn't hold up i do think if her voice recognition on his end notwithstanding i do think there's a place in which she could receive this message and think wow he's finally reaching out to this person for some closure I'm really disappointed that he didn't also reach out to me, but I am glad that he's moving forward. Yes, but Madeline didn't put two and two together like that. She didn't know that Elizabeth was in the car crash, right? Mm, No. Correct. So, you see here. I hear you. Plot holes. You know, there's a weird scene with Tyler Hines. He's talking to his sister. He thinks Elizabeth has told him that she's still in love with her other friend. And... He appears to be having a drink, and he says, I'm going to go get another beverage. Yes. And he walks over to the bar, and he goes, I'll have a water. And it was almost like he was conflicted about it. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like, I'm going to get drunk, and then decides against it. Yes. And I, the only reason I notice it is because we don't know what is going on with Carter until the end. We don't know what the big moment in his life, the way in which he feels like he has disappointed people. And I almost felt like it was giving me the vibes of like, he's in recovery. Oh, I I don't like, you know, I, I drank too much and I disappointed people, right? Whatever Mm. the case. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but I thought that they didn't really address that moment with Tyler. I wasn't, fully sure how i was supposed to feel about that yeah i do know exactly what scene you're talking about and thought it was interesting that he was like drinking a like it looked like it was like a cocktail of some sort or like a glass of whiskey or something It was like a right? brown beverage yeah yeah and he's like i'm gonna go get another you're right and then he has like this second thought of like oh i'll just take a water yeah i know i wish that was more fleshed out i guess Okay. Well, I I think this particular plot point was handled as well as it could be in the movie. I personally don't enjoy a misunderstanding that gets carried on for far too long. Thank you. It's not my favorite. I don't like it in any movie. Hallmark uses it a lot. I don't like it in books. And even when they have the conversation. What did you hear? I heard everything. How do you feel? I feel the same. They're not talking about anything. And I don't think people talk like that. And I find it frustrating to watch a misunderstanding continue to carry out I have that same note I said that they're falling back on old hallmark habits here with Mm this I hate the misunderstanding I can't Mm. stand it it's frustrating to watch you're right people don't talk like that if somebody was so vague I'd be like what are you talking about like yeah yeah super frustrating agree it That's didn't, all that, it, oh. it didn't occur to him ever that she could have been talking about him. Uh, I mean, like he just wants to assume she was talking to the best friend. Yeah. And it wasn't even like he overheard a part of their conversation and there was a slight embrace, like a hug or a shoulder touch or something like that. So he's just going to assume. Right. That she was in love with that guy instead. I don't know. I wish we would have had a little more backstory about, like, the three friendships and, like, how closely they were all related. You know what Mm -hmm, I mean? It's kind mm -hmm. of like the Felicity, Ben, and Noel trying. Give me some backstory. I know that they don't have enough time for that, so. Do we ever find out why they didn't take the job at the Times together? Simply because he didn't take it, so she doesn't? Do we find out why he doesn't take it? Never. He just doesn't take it. And so she's like, "Mm, I'm not going to take it either. Well, I was like to work for her mom. Were they hired as like a investigative team? team? You know, there there was a mention of like a what they say Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah. So I'm like, did the Times hire them as some team, and then he bounced? Or well, she says at one point, like he finds out, she's like, no, I didn't take that job. So I guess he doesn't even know that she didn't take it. Eh. The plot holes abound, Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton it's all your fault Blake Shelton (laughs) stop living the life on the voice and fix your movie speaking of which I need less singing I almost never need an entire song in a movie to Nil Towns yeah I think she's very talented she's lovely great welcome I don't need three minutes of her singing I don't need three minutes of anyone singing in any movie ever Really? Oh, give me, give me someone that you um, want to see sing on stage. I don't know. I, there's nothing that's coming to mind right now. Eh, I was like, tuned out. Fast forward. No, thank you. It feels like product placement. Yes. to Yes. You know? Yes. It's not your balsam hill tree, but it's our new and upcoming country singer. <gasps> She's on the label. Yeah. I, I, was she on the voice? Do we know? (laughs) Did you wish for anything else? No. Cool. Are you ready for Did You See That? Yes, and I have several. Oh, I only have one. They're mostly complaints. Oh, I have an actual Did You See That? Oh, okay. In the gift shop where they're looking for the snow globe, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth's mom walks in and she picks up a book, and the book is called A Christmas to Remember. Uh, Christmas to Remember is, in fact, a Hallmark movie that starred Steve Basic, who plays Carter Bishop in this movie. That's funny. Okay, let me start with my complaints. Mm -hmm. The three friends are talking on the porch. This is at the beginning of the movie, right? Mm -hmm. And they're talking about how they got this new job at the New York Times as soon as they graduate college. Are you to tell me that Holland Roden and Tyler Hines have just graduated from college? I, yes, yes. They are both 36 years old. I was just wondering. I was assuming she was younger than he was. So did I. They don't do anything to make them look younger either in that moment. No, shave off your beard, dude. Like, (laughs) I mean, film that scene last. You know what I mean? So you can shave your beard off. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it grows back in a week and a half or whatever. (laughs) But I'm and I'm like, you, you guys don't look 22. No. And then I was a little rubbed the wrong way because I thought Holland, Holland Roden looked very young compared to Tyler Hines. Yeah. And I was like, are we pairing this guy with this girl who is so young, right? But then it turns out that they're actually both the same age. That makes me feel better. That does make me feel better, too. I really so, didn't want to put Tyler Hines in creepy old dude category. No. I was like, can we please just be the same age and have like whatever. Anyway. But still, but still, Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. movie fast forwards three years, right? So if they're they're coming out of college at (laughs) 425, Tyler Hines does not look like a 24 or 25 year old man. I am sorry. I agree. As hot as he is, does not look 25. Uh, Agree. Okay. In the same scene, there is digital snow falling. Oh, yes. And then they, they look up and they're going to wish on a falling star. And I, I live in Southern California. But is it possible to be snowing and clear at the same time that you can see a star falling? Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a good point. That's a good point. Doesn't snow need to fall from a cloud? <laughs> I don't. I, I, I mean, it's rain, right? And it rains when it's cloudy. And you can't usually can't usually see the sky when it's raining. I so mean, I think you're right. Okay, somebody. <laughs> I, uh, it's stupid logical that it's got to fall from something. And the digital snow is put in post production. So why didn't somebody go, "Oh, hey, that doesn't really work with this." Yeah, I because hate digital snow. It was bad digital snow in this movie too, by Yes. The way. And I will I have I have another note about the digital snow. At the end they're outside and right before kissing there's so much digital snow that it's so distracting. Like I can't even see their faces. Yeah, it's big flakes. Not necessary. Yeah, no, agree. Ugh. This this is taking me back. Like, I really wanted to like this movie and thought I was enjoying it, but when now I'm here picking it apart, this takes me back to 2020 when I was like, oh. I hate these movies. Oh, no. oh, this no. I think you need to rewatch a 2020 movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> what else? We're fast forward three, three yeah. years yeah. and Elizabeth gets to work, right? She's like <gasps> getting out of a taxi cab and she's like, I'm, I'm running late. I'm coming in right now. And I'm like, who the hell takes taxis anymore? Like, she's supposed to be in Seattle. Yeah. I'm sure there's an Uber around, you know, yeah. I just was like, why are we using this old timey, like taxi cab to drop somebody off? Like, it yeah. just doesn't make sense to me use a PA's car instead. You know, like a <laughs> Honda Civic rolls in and she gets out of the back. Makes way more sense in 2022. Oh, a Honda Civic reeking of pot. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I get into an Uber, man. Every time. I know, it's scary. Yeah. And here's my final thing. Uh-huh. So it's at the end of the movie and Carter is watching Madeline play like guitar for the country singer oh yeah and he like steps he's like backstage he steps right in front of a cameraman that's filming the concert (laughs) like his big old head just completely covers the camera yeah and then like in the next shot you see like the cameraman's like over his shoulder instead but here's my biggest beef with that whole scene how did this all happen in one night Madeline oh. is first backstage when Elizabeth and Josh find her. Right, she's yes. getting ready for the show. Yes, she is opening. It yes. made it sound like she was opening for this country singer. Yes, and then the next scene, she's reuniting with Carter at the diner, and then the next scene after that, she's back at the concert playing in the backup band. Seriously, I'm, how long was the break between sets that that could happen? Yes, so agree. It made me mad. It made me so mad. It's so funny because I like this movie less now that we've talked about it. <laughs> I told you. I told you. But in the moment watching it, I actually really liked it. And Me so too. And that is what my rating is based upon. Uh, okay. Are you ready to rate this? Sure. Oh, I'm so nervous. What did you give it? I still gave it three stars. <laughs> three stars? <laughs> yes. Why? Crime has been committed. 4.25 stars. What? <laughs> oh, my absolutely not oh my god stand by it i had a higher rating and even changed it (laughs) three stars i thought you were i like i thought you were gonna come in with like a two and a half star that i had given it too high of a rating no it's been a long time since we've like rated so so oppositely it really has uh This is the third movie in our movie marathon this week. We will be back tomorrow with a holiday spectacular. I have hair all over me. I was distracted. We will be back tomorrow with a holiday spectacular before you go. We love your five-star ratings and reviews in the Apple Podcast app. We have a blog post all about how to leave them if you would like to learn how to do that. Until tomorrow, happy watching, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye.